Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Stein is our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books over at Next Chapter Books, totallyiowa.com. The Iowa Politics Report and the Iowa Business Report come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where Jeff is at today. Hi, Jeff. Well, are you there? I actually are. I are right here. You are right uh, there. As folks see on the stream, I've got logos all over the place because we're nothing if not full of (laughs) self-promotion. Well, it's one way to go about it. Uh, let's not let's not brag, Jeff. <laughs> Although I was, I, I don't know I, that I'm bragging. I'm simply promoting. I didn't say it was a good thing <laughs> that I was here, but here I are. Uh, speaking of here, we are. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, you know, you know, called the Speaker of the House the B word, and you know, talked about violence against her. Uh, Louis Go, uh, Representative Gosar. Uh, shared a violent assassination video against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That is why those two House reps were punished. Mm-hmm. Republicans, and you see a few like Nancy Mace and stuff, who are like, okay, guys, do you really want to start going down this? They have yeah. been somewhat hesitant because the Republicans want Ilhan Omar, and they're in the process right now. I think, I don't know if it's officially done yet, but they're in the process of trying to vote to remove Ilhan Omar from the foreign affairs panel saying she's disgraced us and all these things made the same party that basically has had actual Nazis run as Republicans. Now they're saying they're disgraced by this. Um, the, the precedent is here and you can't go back. I mean, y- you may disagree with removing of green and Gosar, but it, it's not like they didn't do things that warranted reprimand. This is, we don't like your politics. So we're going to take you off this pa- panel and that presents a very new path for the House of Representatives, which I'm kind of hoping, frankly, the Democrats. All right, fine. We don't want we don't want Jim Jordan on this board. I, I mean, when they take control again, which they will, I I think it's going to be I, I think it's a free for all. You you start yanking people off and put them all on the the heating and lighting committee of the Capitol. That's the only committee those guys can be allowed on. That's a very important committee. Let's oh, not it is. underestimate it is, the power yeah. of heating and lighting, because where would you be without either? Now, it's there's retribution, and there's opening the door to problems down the line. In other words, uh, the eye for an eye is one thing. I don't think it's a great idea, but it's it's worse when you then take it to next level. So, for example, McCarthy promised he would get these folks off committees. In particular, also Schiff and Swalwell. He had the right to do that with regard to the Intelligence Committee. He could simply block them, and he did. Because that was – and by the way, we should just mention, because this – he can do that with certain committees that he has the ability himself to dictate the makeup of that committee, but not the the one that Ilhan Omar is on. That has to be a full vote. Exactly. And so this is where there's the potential for, heaven forbid, compromise and a happy medium. Uh, McCarthy can say, I have now gotten retribution, if you will. I have now uh, shown them what it's like. And so I'm removing those two from Intel and just leaving it alone because I don't think they're going to get the uh, the majority. I don't think they're going to get 218 votes 
to unseat her from a committee because of the things that you've already mentioned. You've got uh, a number of Republicans who have already said it's a bad idea. Last I knew, they didn't have the votes. The only thing worse, the only way they could make this worse is to not have an accurate vote count. Take it up for a vote, big, splashy show, and then go down in flames. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something. This this is something that I learned during the debacle concerning selection of a speaker. I hadn't paid any attention. But it was mentioned in much of the coverage in mainstream media that the reason why there was such a hiccup on that Friday night, recall when when 14th vote failed and they were going to adjourn for the weekend the whole bit, they didn't count correctly. They thought they had some fudge in there, and they didn't. And it was pointed out that this was the problem of the Republicans back when they had control of the chamber before, and certainly in the minority, the whips who are there, they have one job, yeah. count votes, yeah. one job, and they were notoriously bad at it. Scalise was bad at it. Now it's Tom Emmer. He lobbied hard for that position. Miscounted. You know, that's why Emmer was sitting next to Matt Gates and uh, Lauren Boebert, because it's like, um, this is not the math I had. This is the problem that they have. If they're going to put it up to a vote, then they better double dog darn be sure that they have the votes and it's not their strong suit. Mm -hmm. And so they are setting themselves up, Matt, for a colossal failure and defection of their own side on an issue that is not that important. You want to do this on debt ceiling? Different issue. You know, something that really has some impact. This is going to be seen as petty, especially if it fails. Well, and by the way, Biden's going to absolutely school McCarthy on debt ceiling. But debt, debt, McCarthy's dumb enough to go down and, and take the, you know, hold the gun to his own head. Um, the, the interesting element of this, last night, uh, Green might have admitted the truth. George Santos admitted yesterday, I'm going to pull myself off all my committees as this. This was the moderate's main concern. You want me to pull Ilhan Omar off this committee and you're putting George Santos on committees? You know, right. Johnny lies every time and he, a guy that clearly has a lot of financial questions that need to be explained. Johnny and, lies every time? Is is that a hyphenated name? You'll have to ask him. Was that the Portuguese. name he used while dancing? Johnny lies every time. All right. It's that, Portuguese, I believe. Yes. Uh, there Portuguese. Great. And, and so he was a farmer in Brazil. That's tremendous. But well, but notice this came after a meeting with McCarthy, didn't it? Yeah, he McCarthy he met he met with McCarthy and then he came out afterwards. And McCarthy said that he voluntarily pulled himself off these committees. But Marjorie oh, sure Taylor Greens Marjorie Taylor Green made the point. She said, "Oh no, he was pulled off the committees, and this was to get rid of the people who were." against removing Ilhan Omar because George Santos is still on committees. That's the yeah. at least the hope. You know, it's it's he definitely McCarthy is really desperate and he is having to pull out everything to get even minor victories at this point. And this is part of the growing pain. This is part of the problem with a small majority. Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi had the same small majority, but she knew how to handle it and they mm-hmm who knew how to do their jobs. And the Republicans don't have that yet. It's not a lost cause. They might later. But of course, Santos went into the meeting full of bravado and McCarthy said, okay, 
don't make me remove you, but you won't be on committees by the end of the day. Oh, well, I guess my way out is to take the high ground and voluntarily step down until I can clear my name. We all know that's how it went down. The fact mm-hmm. that she admitted it, that's great. But I mean, the bottom line is we, we all know that's how it went down. We all know that McCarthy can't afford to have Santos removed or to have him thrown out of office. That They can't get rid of him because he needs that vote. Santos is, I, I haven't looked this up and I maybe, maybe you can do this because you have an extensive research team at the Matt McNeil show. Yes. I'm wondering, how long do you have to serve as a member of Congress before you get the pension? Uh, I think it's I think it's literally instantaneous. And the reason I I can say that I I could say that is we just had uh, in Minnesota, we had a senator that was uh, it was was put in there with like two months left to go. And I believe that 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 pension kicks in right away. See, and I wasn't positive, but that was my thought, because, you know, he's he's going to hang around long enough if he gets tossed on his ear tomorrow. okay? One month anniversary of being in office. Congratulations. You've been here 30 days. If he vests in a pension for that, holy cow. I mean, uh, that's the only reason to some degree I can imagine him holding on other than McCarthy needs the vote at this point and is hoping for some attrition on the other side to even it out. But Mm -hmm. you hold on for the pension, which is is another issue, isn't it? Should somebody like him who serves 30 days or gains office through manipulation at the very least should he get a full pension for that service I, I i think you should be able to revisit that on guys that become lobbyists and clearly you know sacrifice their their role to represent their constituents for a, a corporate paycheck i i think that you know i think you should be able to revisit that pension issue now you know it's that's that is the technical definition of the slippery slope but yeah. i think that it it is you know I think that we give this, you know, the, 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 the golden ticket a little bit too easily. And, okay. and, I th- and I think that especially, you know, plus the fact that, you know, if you're, if you're a person that's out there and you're, you know, you've got a t- eight-figure lobbying gig for, you know, an industry, then, you know, do you really need that pension? I, 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 think, I think that that's an argument that we can make too. But that's, that's a different discussion for a different day, really. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, you know, when you get to the issue of has Santos become a problem? From day one. Okay. So we know that. So what's McCarthy trying to do? It's clean up on aisle six where he could still hold the guy's vote. And, and, but, but they're, they're obviously trying to marginalize him as much as possible. I can just about guarantee you if it was a 10 vote uh, margin, 10 vote uh, majority, as opposed to whatever it is, eight, um, 10, 15 vote margin, uh, Mr. Santos is out the door because mm-hmm. it, again, it's, it's due to expediency that they are not treating him like the pariah that he, by his own admission seems to be. I, I want to touch as well on a very interesting question I got asked, but I want to first bring up, and this is regards to the, the, uh, the, uh, deficit, uh, the borrowing, uh, limit. Mm-hmm. And there was very interesting stories. There's a lot of Republicans that seem to be dumbfounded when you remind them the reason why the deficit is so bad is the bill that Trump passed in 2018, which basically cavitated the deficit, which they said would not happen and did. 
And they are get, keep getting asked, well, why don't we just undo that? That would be $3 trillion worth of savings, or excuse me, $7 trillion worth of savings instantaneously. And they kind of just stare at you like, uh, you can't do that. You know, they're, 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 this whole deficit, uh, you know, the, the deficit, uh, uh, the debt limit that they're, they're up against, it really is kind of a hard thing because their argument's going to be, well, we have to cut Social Security, safety, social net programs, Medicare. We can't touch what actually created this, which was the Trump era tax cuts, weren't really, which weren't really tax cuts, which was just borrowing a bunch of money from China and giving it to wealthy people and making the middle and lower class pay it back. I, I think this is not going to nearly be the clean sell they thought it was going to be when they, they thought they could use this as a negotiation point. Well, I have not heard any Republican talk about Social Security, Medicare, et cetera. You haven't? I actually have heard multiples. No, no, no. I mean, the, the, I've heard the Chip one... Roy was one. Chip Roy was one of them. Uh, God, who's the the guy from Tennessee? One of the guys from Tennessee was talking about. Oh yeah, we we have to. Sometimes it's really tough. Uh, you know, you have to make these cuts. No, I've actually heard Republicans bring up Social Security, Medicaid have to be on the table. Well, one of the things where where the president. Has and, and I don't think he's going to school McCarthy per se, but they've already they've already boxed him in a corner because Biden's comment was, "I'm going to say to the Speaker, show me your budget." Okay, that's going to resonate with the American people, right? Yeah, because it just makes sense. It is so far premature to say, "Show me your budget," and Biden knows that. But what it, it does is it forces McCarthy to say, well, we don't have our budget yet. Well, then how do you come to me? I mean, it's it's a well, trap and McCarthy walked right into it. Okay, well, can but, I say can I tell you that they did that Mark Dayton did the same thing up here in Minnesota when the Republicans were saying we need to cut, cut, cut. Dayton went out to the front of the Capitol, put the budget down, put a highlighter on it and said, circle what you want to cut. And sure. no Republican wanted to touch it because they don't want to tell you what they want to cut. Well, it, it, the, the idea of the, quote, federal budget. Again, you're so far advanced now. Now, is it appropriate to say what specifically do you want to cut? Yes. But when Biden says the budget, I mean, he knows <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a straw man and, and McCarthy walked right into it. But this is the problem. The Republicans on the whole are behind the concept of cut wasteful spending. OK, no one is against anywhere. No one is against cutting wasteful spending. How do you define that? Oh, well, now that's going to be much more complicated. Well, there ought to be plenty of examples. If that's the horse you're riding into battle, you ought to have a dozen examples of the most egregious spending that no one in their right hand would agree to. But he doesn't have it. Why? Let's go back to everything we've talked about for years. McCarthy's goal was to become speaker. He has already won, and he did it without having to take positions, serious positions on any issues. He got to be speaker. That's all he cared about. And there's no policy behind it, and that's why they won't be able to coalesce behind a single plan. That's the difference between McCarthy and Pelosi. She at least knew what she wanted to do. McCarthy knew what he wanted to be, and those are wildly different things. Here is the question, and this is a good one. So, if we you do not hit so yourself, well, no, it, it was not. No, th- th- this is not my question. It was asked okay. of me, and I was like, "Wow, right. that's actually a really good question." 
Because otherwise, right, so, I was going to say, let me ask you a really good question, if I do say so myself. As oh, let me, I came up with this miracle salad this morning. <laughs> no, no, this oh, one was asked to me. Right. This, this is one of those that was asked to me, and I stopped and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great question. So, okay, we don't hit the debt ceiling. We go into default. World yeah. economic crash, right? That's a very likely outcome that could happen of this. A massive yeah. recession or even a depression worldwide because of these clowns. Someone asked me this point. He goes, if Russia called the Republican Party and said, stop it, we're already bleeding money because of this war in Ukraine. We don't have enough funds here. Our economy is in tatters. I need you to stop this. Would the Republicans then go back and agree to raise the debt ceiling? I no, I I, I don't. You don't think that Russia? I don't have any evidence that Russia is controlling Kevin McCarthy and the Republican leadership. I have no evidence of that. Well, and so and not- it's pretty pretty clear with some of the people on Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear that there's clearly some connections there. But, I mean, I, I think there would be an insane amount of I, – I'll agree with you about McCarthy. I don't know about him. But I would have to imagine if Russia said, hey, you got to, he's got to raise this debt ceiling, you clearly would see on Marjorie Taylor Greene for sure – uh, you know, multiple others would come running out and saying, "This has got to be raised. We, we're hurting, we're hurting innocent people because of this. We we should just raise the debt ceiling." I think it would change the the, the narrative. I think the bigger issue if, is if China just simply says, "We're calling in our notes." Yeah, and <laughs> forget the debt ceiling. And again, what what someone who's far smarter than me has opined is that it's not the debt ceiling that we should be concerned about. It's the debt that we should be concerned about. And, and you might say, well, potato, potato. No, because when you, you know, here's your credit card, Matt. It's got a, a $5,000 limit and you've run it to the max and you want a higher debt limit. All right, let's go to 10000 And then you run it up to 10000 Doesn't matter what the ceiling is. It matters what the debt is. And so I don't care what gymnastics they go through to raise the ceiling but we all know that they're raising the ceiling so they can raise the debt. And as here we go again with the Fed, another quarter point. Now the interest on the debt is going to be even more of a burden. And so there's a broad conversation that needs to be had. And we don't want to talk about the fact that if China just simply pulls the string and brings in all the notes, we're sunk. That's yep. all there is to it. 30 percent of the national debt is directly due to Donald Trump, and no Republican had any problem with it when he created it. Not one single problem. And by the way, the deficit fell by $1.4 trillion under Joe Biden. 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come on back. Jeff Stein joining us. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us today. Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, ambassador to the U.N., has jumped into the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Uh, First of all, Jeff, you know, I know you, I think, do get a little bit better view of the Republican fan base than I do. That being said, do you see anything that tells you the day-to-day Republican voter has turned away en masse to where Trump has no chance in winning the presidential nomination if he's the runner running. Because from my perspective, I see him clearly as still the front runner. 
there's absolutely no question. He is still okay. the front runner, and there is no close number two. The fact that she is willing to jump in this early is interesting because Pompeo, uh, Pompeo's on a book tour, and he'll be back in Iowa. Tim Scott's coming to Iowa next month. I mean, all you know, Christy Nome knows her way across the Missouri River. It's there's a lot of people who are stirring it up. Hence, I mean, these are the people who are the likely suspects. But what's interesting about it is, and I deliberately did not mention DeSantos, uh, but of the ones I've mentioned, who can go toe-to-toe against Trump and win? Not a single one of them. Mm -hmm. Further, I don't believe you've got enough anti-Trump votes that are more than pro-Trump votes. So even if, okay, so you got Trump over here, and let's say you have four different people running against. I don't think those four combined get a majority. And so it's, you know, I understand why these people want to get into it early. They want to see how it's going to go. They want to uh, preempt others perhaps from getting in. We've said for years, you and I, the fact that every congressman is a presidential candidate in waiting. They look in the mirror and they say, you know, they start you know, rehearsing the oath. And their spouse, regardless of what gender the member of Congress is, says, well, so-and-so, you know, Matt McNeil started running. You're just as good as McNeil. And then all of a sudden we get 20 candidates. Mm -hmm. DeSantis is the only one, as it now appears, who might give Trump a run. But here, again, they're counting on Trump imploding. Watch Trump lay into Nikki Haley and say that she's so incompetent she can't even walk. And see how that goes over. See how it goes. It's one thing for him to talk about Governor DeSanctimonious. But now he's going to take on Nikki Haley. Now he's going to take on Tim Scott. Now he's going to take on Christy Noem. And just simply claiming they're all being disloyal because they don't stay with me forever, that may not resonate ultimately. Well, and so by the way, Trump has already... Trump has already gone after Haley on Truth Social a little bit. Well, Some and, very and, sarcastic and, and posts. He, he, uh, she called him and said, I'm looking to run. And his response was, oh, if it's in your heart to run, run. But that doesn't mean he's going to be nice about it. Really quickly, remember 92. No Democrat wanted to run against the wartime victor, George H.W. Bush. And then all of a sudden the economy tanked. And Bill Clinton made his way in. Yeah. Everybody is just waiting and they want to be there in case Trump falls off the podium. Well, but there's a difference between a one-on-one race between Clinton and HW versus the the the, the you know <laughs> cage match that's about to become Trump going after everyone in the Republican Party. Because let's yeah. basic, he needs the money, and so he's basically this this is a money making venture for him. Uh, the Iowa politics report. That's I'll be posting that a little bit later on. Jeff, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Hour two. That's coming up next. 